Welcome to Thrive, Mental Health and the Art of Living Free. I'm your host, Melissa Clark, a professional counselor in the Dallas area with a passion for helping you overcome challenges, process painful emotions, and understand your God-given identity. Thank you so much for being here. I believe listening to this podcast will leave you feeling excited, educated, and empowered. Last week on Instagram, I posted a graphic about the fight, flight, freeze, and newly added fawn response, and this post struck a nerve with my audience. Uh, Side note, if you're not following me on Instagram, now's a good time, at Melissa Clark Counseling, a little plug there. But there was a lot of engagement, a lot of really great questions, and so I thought this would be a great counselor on call episode to talk about the stress responses and then some simple strategies to help you to deal with these responses. Just as a reminder, this is not counseling, not a substitute for counseling, but more it's about helping you to gain some knowledge and some simple tips and tricks to help you. But if you are in need of counseling, please check out Psychology Today or NAMI for some really helpful resources. So today we're going to talk about some fight, flight, freeze, and fawn responses, and not just like what it is, but actually what it looks like. Because I think a lot of us have like a working knowledge of some of this stuff, but in our everyday life, we may not really realize that we're being triggered and what those triggers look like. So there's the, the trigger response is a really, it's a good thing because it's trying to keep us alive and healthy. The problem is, is when we live life triggered we are living life offline. And if you did not listen to the episode about the brain, that would be a great one to go back and listen to. And that episode, I talk with you about the upstairs part of your brain, the downstairs part, and how to stay online. Remember, there's no good or bad parts with your brain, but there are certain parts that we want to live from. And that's our prefrontal cortex. That's the part that's going to help us to manage and mention our emotions. That's the part that's going to help us to have compassion and empathy, including for ourselves. And I think that's one of the most interesting thing about learning about the fight, flight, and freeze and fawn response is this idea of self-compassion and having compassion for ourselves. And so we're going to talk about that, but I just want to give you the heads up. If you did not listen to that episode with about the brain, that one would be a great one to go back and listen to maybe even before you listen to this one. To me, it, put it puts it all in order. And last episode, we talked about different triggers. And so that one would be a great one to go back and listen to as well. So the fight response, I, this is going to be not shocking to you at all, but it's, the fight response is going to look like anger outbursts. It's going to look like being controlling, being the bully, being a narcissist, having explosive behavior. I think the thing about the fight response that you may not be aware of is this idea of being controlling. Because controlling can be very overt behaviors, but it can also be covert behaviors. And so if you notice yourself trying to manipulate, trying to control, you may be in a fight response. The flight response is going to look like the workaholic. Uh Uh-oh, there's some workaholics out there I know. The overthinker, having anxiety, difficulty sitting still, and the perfectionist. So I think that really is definitely one of my responses. I can see that in a lot of behaviors that I do. So when I'm triggered, I'm likely to want to be perfect. I'm likely to have anxiety and to really overthink situations. So that's the flight response. The freeze response is difficulty making decisions, feeling stuck, isolating, feeling numb. 
And then the fawn response. I love, I love this. I'm so glad that they added it. I just think this adds so much context and helpfulness to, you know, I hear it with my clients. Oh, I'm such a people pleaser. Oh, I don't have good boundaries. Well, that's because you're, you're triggered and you're living life in the downstairs part of your brain because you're feeling overwhelmed. You're feeling, you know, stressed there's trauma. And so if you have these fond responses, I hope that it helps you to have a little bit more compassion for yourself. So the fond response is going to look like people pleasing, lack of identity, no boundaries, feeling overwhelmed and codependent. And this, I feel like this really is so common with all of us. And So there's, again, not a good or bad response. These are all responses that are trying to keep you out of danger, trying to keep you feeling safe and engaged with relationships. But I want you to take a moment to think about what response really did you connect with? Was it the fight response, the flight response with being perfectionistic and overthinker, having anxiety, difficulty sitting still? Was it the freeze response, difficulty making decisions, feeling stuck or isolating? Or is it the fawn response, people-pleasing, not knowing who you are, lacking boundaries, feeling overwhelmed, and having codependent relationships? My definition of codependency, which a lot of people don't agree with, and that's okay, is being dependent on other people to meet your needs. So I think we are all codependent in one way or another because God designed us to be completely dependent on him. And other than Jesus, there's nobody that's walked the planet that's completely dependent on him. So I think there's a level of us that's feeling stressed all of the time because we are relying upon other people or things for our dependency and for our comfort. So that is the fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response. And that, like I said, that really connected with people. There was a lot of engagement, a lot of people commenting and sharing and sharing, you know, to their stories. But somebody asked like, okay, so what do I do with that? And I think that's a great question. A lot of, there's a lot of research. There's a lot of books that talk about things, but when it comes to the practicalities and the, the context of what to do with this knowledge, it can sometimes be lacking. And so we are going to spend a few moments. Again, this is not a substitution for counseling, but a few moments engaging and, and educating ourselves on what to do whenever we feel stressed. One of the best things you can do after you are aware, okay, this person is triggering me. Go back, like I said, go back and listen to the last counselor on call episode. These are the things that trigger me. And this is what my trigger response looks like. If you can identify your triggers and what your trigger response looks like, you're doing a great deal of work. And maybe you need a counselor to help you to process through or a mentor or a safe friend um, that's going to help you to engage. But once you've done those things, and it's really going to be able to set you up to use these tools strategically and and helpfully. So the first thing for you to do is just to do some deep core breathing. And that's going to look like you sitting up nice and tall. Go ahead and practice it now. Sit up nice and tall. Put your shoulders back. If you're driving, don't do this. Uh, But if you are not driving, put your palms open and just rest them on their lap. Again, if you're driving, keep your hands on the wheel. But if you're not driving, put your hands nice and on, on on your lap palms open and close your eyes again, not if you're driving, but close your eyes and do some nice deep breaths, breathing in from your belly, breathing in and breathing out. Doing that deep core breathing is one of the best ways to go back online. And again, from that brain episode, that's going to look like your thumb being engaged over your palm and then your fingers 
resting over your thumb. That does not make sense to you. You can Google the handy hand model by Dr. Dan Siegel, and that will put that into context. But breathing is going to help you no matter what what response you're in, whether it's fight, flight, freeze, or fawn, breathing is always a way to start. The next thing for you to do is to do some grounding exercises. No matter what your response you're in are going to be helpful because whether you're in fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response, you're feeling stressed by some sort of trigger, some sort of stress reminder, some sort of trauma. And so some of these are going to be great for all of it. And then some of these are going to need to figure out what is specific for me. So these are very general, but also very helpful to get you started. So the next thing is to do some grounding exercises. And this is called five, four, three, two, one. And it's engaging with the senses. So you're going to think you're going to do five things I can see. Maybe that's if you're out on a walk, I can see a tree, I can see the sky, I can see a cloud, I can see the road, I can see a car, I can see a person. So you're going to engage with your environment with five things that you see that you can see. Next thing is four things I can feel. I can feel my hair, I can feel my feet being planted on the ground, I can feel the chair that I'm sitting on, I can feel my back against the couch, I can feel the air conditioning and the breeze, so four things I can feel. What are three things that I can hear? Maybe it's the sound of, I can hear the AC right now, I can hear my dog chewing on paper at my feet. Uh, I can hear, so what are three things that I can hear? What are two things that I can smell? I have some lemon water right beside me. That's one thing I can smell. Uh, Maybe some soap that I've washed my hands with. That's two things I can smell. And then one thing I can taste. And so maybe that's you chewing on some gum or um, chewing on a piece of candy. But there's engaging with your senses. It's going to be a powerful way to ground you. Whenever we're being triggered and in that fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response, it's really interesting because we our body turns off in a way. And our connect or rather our connection with our body turns off. And so grounding yourself is going to help to connect you with your present. When we're triggered, we're often thrown into either the past or the future. And so grounding is going to help you to stay connected to your moment. Usually what's going on in our moment is not triggering. Usually the trigger is being thinking about the past or the future. And so again, that's five things I can see, four things I can feel three things I can hear, two things I can smell, and one thing I can taste. Another thing you can do is some sort of like guided imagery where you close your eyes and you focus, maybe you focus on a scripture or a characteristic and quality of God. Maybe you think about yourself at the beach or on at the mountains or in a forest. Try and just visualize yourself in a safe space. Another thing you can do is a soothing technique where maybe you take a hot shower or bath um, some people like to uh, hold ice cubes that, that that's helpful for them or using a, a heating pad. The biggest thing for you to do is to be able to recognize what's happening for you to be able to accept and even allow yourself to be triggered. I think sometimes we tell ourselves, oh, that's silly. That shouldn't trigger me. That shouldn't bother me. But the reality is, is that you're triggered. So just accept it. It's okay. It's okay to accept something that doesn't really feel acceptable to you. But the more you can accept it, the more you can breathe, the more you can ground yourself, the more online your brain is going to become, the more you can be aware of what triggers you and and how you're triggered. It's going to help you to bring that connection 
oftentimes when we're living in this fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response, we're so offline, we're so disconnected that we don't even realize that this is what's happening. So doing the work really is so crucial and so helpful. If you're wanting to dig more into this, I recommend the book called Try Softer, Andy Kolber, K-O-L-B-E-R. I'll include it in the show notes. Her book is amazing. It's a it's based in science. It's based on her personal story. Uh, she's a believer. So she really incorporates all these really amazing things that I love from Dr. Siegel's work to Dr. Brene Brown's work, people I really admire and respect. And then to put that Christian lens on it, I think is really powerful. And so those are your fight, flight, freeze, and fawn response responses, as well as some simple strategies to help you to deal with those responses and then a book and a resource to help you. And again, TriSofter is a great book. There's material to engage with. So you're not just reading it, but there's actually exercises to do. So I hope this episode has been helpful for you. If it is, shoot me an email, let me know. I love to see when people are listening, but I would love to know how this is impacting you. So put it in a review, shoot it in an email, share it with a friend, add some stars to the rating and let me know. I want to know how this one sits with you, what you think. So you have a great week and we will pick back up with an amazing interview next time. And I will see you then.